Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Ready to rip into his night. He would be the only bloke in the world that has played 100 tests for his country, raced a cheetah and partied with Cam Smith after he won the Open. He scored tries for fun and was a nightmare to try and tackle. These current All Blacks should be glad he won't be out there terrorising them this weekend. The legend, Brian Habana, is on the line. Morning, Brian. Afternoon to you, my friend. Brian. Brian, my friend. Hello, can you guys hear me? Hello. I can hear you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Got you loud and clear Sorry. now. How are you doing, mate? Sorry. Yeah, goodness. I'm saying, uh, I reckon we're going to keep this under two minutes. So I've got an early tea time tomorrow morning. So it <laughs> um, is uh, 10 past nine already, is he? <laughs> I am well, Dags. What's happening? <laughs> oh, mate, I'm very, very good. First off, first off, mate, we, tell us about this this open trip. We saw a photo of you with Cam Smith and Sam Pinfold celebrating at the after party, and Pinners is listening to the show. So he's here to remind us. Ask Brian about the after party, mate. How was it? Mate, so I was spinning a yarn with George Gregan on the Saturday. Uh, Cam Smith was sort of in the running, but not really in, in place. And then I saw John Villiers and Skulk Berger with, with Cam, and I thought, oh, I need to also go put a shrimp on the barbie. So had an absolute <laughs> ripper. What a good man. Um, yeah, he definitely showed us how to drink a few from the shoe, uh, or more a few from the Ryder Cup trophy. Uh, what a man, what a legend. I mean, to go... To, Eight under on the final day of the British Open at the old course to you know, upset all the Northern Hemisphere um, supporters was pretty special. And getting to experience that as my first major championship, not going to lie to you, the stuff that bucket list dreams are made of. Mate, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of seeing your socials at all the greatest golf events. And, mate, how do we get invited to these things? Yeah, you, know, you need to be a twenty-four handicap, is it? You know, you guys that are single, single digits just don't get invited. You know, you, you're not going to get invited if you if you're single digits. Oh, very, very envious of you, mate. But love your money, love your work. Hey, Brian, what's the, what's the feel? What's the vibe like, mate? Is any of the South Africans buying this underdog status that the All Blacks currently have? 
Um, I mean, it's it's not often that you go into a test match week against the ABs as the favourites, you know, particularly you know as any team in the world. Obviously, everyone has seen you know what happened uh, against the Irish, and I think there would be a lot of hesitation from Jacques Ninova, Sia, and the boys to sort of pin themselves as favourites. I think you know a hurting All Black is definitely something they they won't take lightly, and I think. You know, given what's happening, given the potential amount of turmoil, you know, the one thing you can always know from the All Blacks is they know how to bounce back. So I think there'll be a lot of respect uh, when the All Blacks, uh, when the Springboks face the, the All Black Harker this weekend. You know, there will be no underestimation of, you know, what this All Black side can do uh, because I think a lot of previous Springbok teams have witnessed that. And given the fact that the Springboks haven't beaten the All Blacks in South Africa since 2014, it's just, yeah, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure oh. on the boys to perform. So, yeah, not yeah, again, not going into the history, but there's a lot of pressure, and you know, the All Blacks, I think, are actually potentially enjoying the underdog tag at the moment. So, what a what a game of rugby we set for. Hey, hey, Brian, you like you talk about the turmoil, and South Africa itself has had over the years a, a, a number of uh, tumultuous um, times with their coaching staff and changes. What do you make of what's happening with the All Blacks at, at the moment? The, like It's real foreign territory down here. What do you make of it? So I think, you know, as a, someone that's played against All Blacks understood the, the, the manner in which the All Blacks set standards, I do think what we have been seeing in rugby globally, and it's not just All Blacks, I, I do think there's been an increased heighten of standards set you know, by teams throughout the world. You know, you look at how France and their development has gone on. You, know, you look at Ireland under 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 Faz. You know, he's really put things together and, and done some incredible things. You know, South Africa after turmoil with Alistair Kutsia back in 2016 and 17. You know, with heavy defeats against the All Blacks and how Rassi turned that around. So, I think the general standard of international rugby has definitely improved, and it almost is. I want to say respect tag to the All Blacks that they have been setting the bar so high for the last 30 odd years that you know, the team's now realizing that to get to that level, their standards need to increase. So again, it's 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 interesting seeing the All Blacks um, in the position they're in. Um, again, you know, a, a year out from a from a Rugby World Cup where for the last five or six, the All Blacks have always gone in as as the number one team in the world. It's really interesting, uh, but I do think it's it's a setting of standards that the All Blacks have put in place for the better part of the last 30 years, and, and all the teams are catching up now. So I do think the change in world rugby, you know, the the, the happenings in the Southern Hemisphere of you know, South Africa pulling out of Super Rugby, um, the change in you know how a lot of things are going about is, is also impacting that. So I don't think you can put it down to one thing, um, but I do know... <laughs> That the one thing you can count on is the the ABs bouncing back, and I I've, I'm I'm very wary of a of a wounded All Black team. Yeah, oh, I've been saying that too, mate. If you want to go win back your nation, there's no better place to go and do it in South Africa against the Springboks, one of the the best Test matches you'll ever be a part of. Hey, a South African point of view, um, Brian, from from their series against Welsh, probably a lot closer than most anticipated. Obviously, Wales stealing that second Test. Yeah. Where do you see their game at, mate? Are they showing signs? And obviously, Faf de Klerk coming back into the fold. Do you like that change? Mm. So, firstly, against Wales, Izzy, I, again, I think there was a lot of expectation that it would be a, a clean series sweep for the Springboks. I, you know, a lot of changes that were made you know, in a greater mm. plan leading into a World Cup and giving a lot of players opportunity. I, 
I didn't foresee what happened in that second test match. I think to Wales's credit, they definitely stepped up physically against the Springboks in those first two test matches. And, you know, the lack of cohesion definitely came to the fore. Um, you know, more settled side in that third test match, you know, definitely showed what the Springboks are capable of. But I don't think the Springboks, you know, were properly prepared for Wales. And, you know, they now had you know, a couple of weeks break where, you know, seeing some of the images on social media they've really been put to to the test uh, on the training park with a lot of fitness and again the one thing the all blacks do do is they run the ball quite a bit and if you're not physically right and ready for that um from a fitness level perspective you get found wanting so they'll know there's a lot that they would have to work on post the world series i do think there's a lot more stability and experience um Fuff de Clark wasn't incredibly accurate from a kicking game perspective against Wales and that's potentially why you know he wasn't played in that third test match so a lot of pressure on senior players to perform from a South African perspective and they'll know you know heading into a rugby championship you know coming up against an all-black side that is willing to you know go to to the ends of the earth to try to look for that victory they're gonna have to be at their very best to beat them Hey, Brian, you, you'll be a, a good person to talk to this. What have you made of this rush defence that has taken Rugby Union by storm? I know you probably was Les Kiss part of your defensive uh, structure back when you were, you were playing that uh, bought that Rugby League rush defence. What do you make of it currently in, the, in world rugby? And if you were a winger, what suggestions would you make offensively to try and beat that, um, that speed of line? Yeah, so as a winger, and I think the the fifty twenty two rule, you know, has sort of been brought into play to make sure that that rush defence is tried to be eliminated, or that the defence has to be a little bit more hesitant. I'm not going to complain about rush defence because it actually led to quite a few tries being scored from an intercept <laughs> perspective, which I'm not complaining about. I was going to bring um, that up. <laughs> you took me to the right man. <laughs> is Izzy and the AVs exploited it uh, once or twice uh, coming up against me? So I think as as a winger, and I think the you know the general consensus is definitely for your fly half and and the options that they have to actually have a little bit of width. And I think the AVs did it really well against the Springboks when we were sort of at the peak of of that defensive rush system. And I think Les Kiss did bring in a lot of that from a South African perspective. Jake White was you know very very pedantic on that and i think the biggest thing with the rush defense is to try from a south african perspective you know get the you know get them back into what we call the the washing machine the tumble dryer where you know the, the flower has to go into those big bulky forwards and you know try try stand to that physicality but it's trying to create width on your game and almost lulling the opposition to be making an option for you so if anyone is running out of rushing out of line and creating a better option to sort of float over their head or put a little ding through. But it is about giving your fly half options close you know, in an inside and outside, but also potentially out wide for, for the cross kick. So, again, it makes rugby exciting. Um, and, again, if you can exploit it properly, um, you get found wanting. And I'll be honest, I did score a few intercept tries, but I also <laughs> did you know, let a few tries through. So... It's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a all in and make it or all in and you absolutely fail. Yeah, we, one of our um, game players, mate, wherever Brian is, don't pass the ball that way because you get sniffed out and he's down the other end, mate. We we didn't go that's your way That's why we had John de Villiers. That's, 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 that's <laughs> why we had John de Villiers. 
<laughs> hey, talking of John de Villiers, I, I saw his comments regarding the game and South Africa's identity. Yeah. They they go to the kick. They're very physical. They love the contact area. But when they get it right and they're able to use the ball, they're very, very dangerous. So do you see them this year, uh, uh, this weekend in Nelspruit using the ball, playing a different game? I've played games when I've expected them to kick and put up the box yeah. kicks. And then they've gone wide, mate. We've been caught out plenty of times. So what, what style of game are you expecting from the box this weekend? Yeah, I don't think we'll see too much variation. Uh, the Springboks really love you know, being able to regain possession. I think a lot of people see the kicking game as trying to kick the ball away. I think where the Springboks are and have got really, really good is the ability to win back that 50-50 contestable kick. Um, if they're accurate, which I'm really hoping that Puff Declare gets this weekend, the counter option to that is that if you don't get it right, if your defensive line you know, isn't properly set and in place, you know, the All Blacks exploit that exceptionally quick. What I do really like, though, is the makeup of the of the back line at the moment. You know, someone like Damien Willemser, who went really well in the URC and has that sort of fly-half, you know, second receiver type attacking instinct. Um, you know, his first inclination, particularly at fullback, is to run. And then you have the likes of Ramakazoli, Mapimpi, and Kirtley Orenser out, you know, out on the wings that, you know, are very exciting players. And, you know, affords him that opportunity. So, you know, Vili LaRue as a backup, we know he loves getting into the first receiver position as a secondary <laughs> yeah. option. And I think Damon's doing that. So, the physical the physical approach up front, Malcolm Mark in his fifth-year test match, I think it's going to be pretty mm. special. We know how dominant he is at, at the breakdown. And, you know, if the forwards can lay a foundation, um, you know, I really do believe that Andre Pollard was starting to find a bit of form in that last game against Wales as well. So, it's it's exciting for us. Uh, Izzy, you know, being almost at the high felt where the grounds are hard and you know, it makes it a lot faster, makes it literally enjoyable um, to, to think about what's going to happen. I've never played here. So what's it like, Nelsprit? Oh, it's going to be hot. I mean, in winter, we, I mean, today was 24 degrees there at Labour Creek. So it'll probably be about you know, 24, 25 degrees on Saturday. It's a, it's a fast surface. Uh, it really is a, a good good stadium to play at. There isn't accommodation. There's no cars available for rental. Um, this whole place is going absolutely bonkers because they've never <laughs> had the opportunity to play against the All Blacks and or to yeah. see the All Blacks play against the Springboks in Nelspruit. So, no, it's really great of South African rugby to, to be bringing the game here. Yeah? I'll never forget playing against the ABs in Rassenburg in 2006. Mm. And it was also uncharted territories for an AB side that had, I think, got one 16 or 17 on the bounce. And, you know, we were able to sneak a victory just purely because it was uncharted territory. So I'm hoping more of the same in uh, in 2022. But, yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a great experience. It's a sold-out stadium. The city is absolutely bouncing. And, and who knows, maybe some of the ABs get to play Leopard Creek um, uh, on, on Sunday. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think they'll be to play it this week. I saw um, <laughs> Justin Marshall had a game. Mate, not all of us can go play all the best golf courses in the world, Brian Abana. <laughs> hey, we better let you get back to your work, mate. I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your little insights to this weekend's uh, game that's going to take place. The best games you'll ever play as an All Black, the best test you'll ever play is against the Springboks. And I've had plenty against you, my friend. Toughest games in the toughest uh, times, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks very much, Brian. Thanks, gentlemen. Have a great day. Catch you soon. Yeah. Cheers, bud. Brian Habana, the question I get asked, who is your hardest player you've ever played against? Answer, Brian Habana, mate. Oh, he just knew it was going to be a horrible game. He's, Mate, he's a brick. 
If you, uh, we lost the game in, in South Africa, and I played horrible. Anyway, Brian Abana got the ball. And, look, I've been bunted many a times. And, um, yeah, I just went to go tackle him, and bang! Honestly, put me on my back. So it was not a hard thing to do, but this thing hurt, bro. And I actually tried to hit him, and boof, just bounced off him. Is that right? Because he's not a big guy. He's not a big guy, eh? But, mate, muscly. Is that oh, right? There's, there's real good footage of that, Kempi. We'll put it up on the Twitter page, if you don't mind, Izzy. It's um, he, 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 like going a million miles an hour. It looked terrifying. Did you play against yeah, Jason Robinson um, in no, the Lions? Is no, he? he was no, the same, no, mate. He was like Brian Habana too. Like You go to tackle him, and the next minute he's gone. Mm. You know what I mean? He'd hit you and, yeah. and step sideways or backwards and be gone. He'd be five metres away for you before you knew it. So... Yeah, mate, I guess the size doesn't really matter, does it? It's still the hardest place to tackle. <laughs> they are. Mate, he was great. Yeah, mate. He was good. Good chat to Brian Nevada. We appreciate him coming on the, the show. And Oh, who's that? David Litty has won brr, got our silver. <laughs> silver in the big weightlifting. The big Pakistani boy, he just lifted the – He set, they set Com Games records three times in a row, and David Litty had to go to 232 if he wanted to win, and he just couldn't quite get there. He didn't get it up on the uh, clean. So, unfortunately enough, but seriously, that was an absolute huge lift, and I don't think he was prepared to do it. Um, it was kind of like he didn't even know he would have needed to do that. So it's a silver medal, though, into the pile. That makes it number six for the morning, is it? And Paul Cole has evened his game up against the Welshman in the squash gold medal match. So he's taken the second game there. So it's one all. So Colsey, now he looks like he's going to wrap it up. But man, this, well, he doesn't look like he's going to wrap it up. He could look like he could wrap Mate, it up. he battled for that too, is he? I don't know if you saw some of the some of the dives, the save points, Coley there. But, mate, the West Coast come out of there. He won't give anything up. Good. I've seen him firsthand hustling, mate. When I played that game with him, I was like, "Yours, Colsey. Yours, Colsey. Get it, Colsey. Man, they can move. They're quick. <laughs> yeah, he's very, very quick. It's going We're deep. We're gonna get though. off to your off the back fence, eh, Kempy? Yeah, mate. Bring it on. Are you ready to? Are you ready? I'm ready. Always. <laughs> 22 Always. minutes past seven here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. We'll update you on Paul Cole and the shot put, which is going on at the moment as well, as well as Hamish Kerr in the men's high jump final. Is in Kempe for breakfast. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.